this is Steve Balton, and you are tuned into my turning point, where this week I'm joined by rising star Jaden Hostler. This was a really revealing, in-depth, fascinating, and cool interview with the young star who overcame depression and talks about that to become the first artist to be signed to Travis Barker's DTA Records. In this really revealing interview, he talks about his relationship with Travis. He talks about how a Juice World show changed his life and being in a place now where he can appreciate all his success. Thanks. So before we come on to the turning point, um, the second thing is, you know, I'm just curious for you, do you feel like, you know, having gone through stuff, you know, do you feel like you have a different appreciation now for where you are now and that you're getting to make music and that you are working with an icon like Travis and that, you know, but like you say, it's not just about the music. You're actually getting to learn from friends, you know, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Like I, 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 this is one thing that I really try to, you know, appreciate other people because I, I've learned it myself that pain is, is kind of like a very important thing to people. You know, a lot of people try to run from it. Um, I did for most of my life, um, but you can't escape pain. What you can do though is, Choose how you let it affect you. You can either let it destroy you or you can either let it change you and make you become a better person. And so kind of to my experience, you know, there's a lot of hate in my heart growing up. I just went through a lot of things that um, really just drove me to, one, hate myself and, true, hate everyone around me. Um, I didn't have appreciation for, like, human life or anything like that. And then my senior year coming up, a situation happened um, with a very close person in my life where it just drove me to, like, the darkest depression I've ever had in my life. Like, I was really involved in school, really involved in sports. In my senior year, I just dropped it all. I didn't go to school for, like, four months. Didn't even really leave my room. I lost, like, 20, 25 pounds. Um, tried to commit suicide, uh, like, twice. Um, really just didn't have any grasp at life. But after that last attempt, and it just didn't work, um, it, it, it really brought me out of this selfishness that I, I really just kind of surrounded myself with. Um, I, everything I was doing at that point was just for myself and after that one I vowed to myself I would never lie because I just don't lie to people um, before I, I lift off the lies and manipulation and so that's kind of one turning point that happened for me I just stopped lying which you know people are scared about not lying because it could hurt you in the moment but I promise you it's so much better for you in the end if you'll just be honest to yourself and other people um, and that's really kind of a big ideal that I hold on to to, to this day and then two I just started loving people, dude. Like, my, my whole reason for music um, and, and my job and, and living out here is because I genuinely love everyone. Like, I cannot stress enough how much I care about people. And it sucks to look at my past and kind of see that I, w- that I wasted so much of my life um, to this point not doing that. But the past two years have just been so amazing. And the people I've gotten to meet and touch and impact um, makes it all worth it every single day to realize like why I do what I do. And it all came to fruition, really, when I was at a Juice World concert um, last July. And he, in the middle of us moshing to the song Empty, which is tattooed on my arm, like I have a whole half sleeve dedicated to Juice World because he's like my idol. Uh, it, the, the line, I'm empty, I feel so goddamn empty, um, it like opened my eyes. In the middle of the mosh pit, just like thousands of people were just like, screaming this line and I realized in that moment it wasn't just words anymore you know what I mean it wasn't just a song that people thought was cool like these kids 
Juice World and myself, we're all feeling this. You know what I mean? Like, they genuinely feel this. And I realized that I have to do something um, with music because I know how powerful it is. I know that if that one line can unify thousands of different people, if not millions, then I know I could come up with real-life situations that I've been through that could connect people in the same way. And that's really what drove me. Like, that, that moment, that concert is where I decided I wanted to start making music. And so I went home back to L.A., found any producer I could, and got in the studio for the first time and started making music. And a couple months later, I released my first single, Comatose. And that's really how everything started snowballing. Um, and I told myself, like, I'm not going to do this if, if I'm not supposed to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not right. going to put myself and try to be some artist if I'm not. So I told myself, be 100% real. Um make real music. That's kind of why I chose rock music because I felt like it was just so authentic and it, it could be carried on through generations. And then lastly, just love people. And that's what I've been doing and that's why I, I genuinely believe I've had the success I've had so far is because of those three things that I, I try to implement in every single song, every single meeting, every single uh, you know studio session, every single music video. That's what I'm trying to do. And it all come, goes back to the point in my life where I kind of lost everything and it was because I was living for myself and now I started living genuinely for the betterment of other people um, to show them that they are loved and they do have a purpose and that's when everything switched for me. Well, you know, I mean, look, it's so interesting that you talk about Juice World because obviously, you know, I mean, that is, you know, a tragic and unfortunate learning lesson right there. I mean, you know, and, and it's interesting because, you know, I've been around so many musicians who just, you know, and it's it's such a hard industry as well at times because, I mean, how do I want to put this up? Because there are just so many damn enablers, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. interesting for you. Talk about then as well, you know, like, you know, how you then apply this to your own music. And, and I mean, look, you know, so you idolize this guy. You watch him. Right. And like, for example, in 2004, I went out on the road and did a book with Linkin Park. So Chester was a very good friend of mine. I interviewed Chris Cornell seven times between 2006, 2013. So, you know, these are friends of mine that I lost, people that you admire their talent and everything. And no question, it changes you. So for you, you know, talk about how this all this ties into your music. You know, talk about how all of it comes into, you know, basically making songs like Angels and Demons and just being more optimistic, do you find it uh, uh, in your music as well? Yes, absolutely. You know, uh, that's kind of a great point that I want to harp on and that's kind of what I'm trying to implement into my music is that, you know, there are really dark times in people's lives and I think it should definitely be talked about. But that shouldn't be where we end it. You know what I mean? Um, There is hope and that's what I want to give in my music and so I have a after So What, which comes out, you know, Wednesday, 9 p.m. PST, and then 12 a.m. EST, um, I have a song called Pray, which I'm really excited about because it, it gets as real as, it, as <laughs> I do. When, when you hear it, you know, you'll understand what I mean by how real it is. Um, it just talks about the point in my life where I really just wanted to die. You know what I mean? Like, I just, just wanted death. And then the point where I'm at now, it's so funny, I wrote the first half of it like a, a while back. And then I just finished it like a week or so ago. And there's, there's a complete shift in like, one, I go up a couple octaves. And two, I use the same word pattern and the same cadence and everything, but I just switch the words. 
Um, so, for instance, I'll even give you kind of an uh, insider. Like, one of the lines is, uh, I pray to God, let me die in my sleep. And that's the first half of it. And then the second half is, I pray to God, I don't die in my sleep. And it's because I had that realization in my life um, that there is more. You know what I mean? There, there's so much more to live for. You know, drugs aren't the answer. Um, you know, alcohol isn't the answer. Whatever you, whatever you try to fill that void with, it's not the answer. Um, but the answer is, is, is genuinely finding a joy that's longevity, that's sustaining for yourself. And for me, that's just loving other people. And that, that's caring for other people, seeing the good in people when there's so much bad surrounding everyone. And that's what I'm trying to implement in my music. And I think, not even trying, that's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I kind of set the tone with Angels and Demons, which is a really big uh, mental health type of scenario. Um, my own experiences, myself, kind of what I um, alluded to before with uh, that big turning point in my life, that's kind of the situation I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Angels and Demons. You know, the, the line of the song is like, fuck me like a rock star, but I'm not talking about sex. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the highest point in my life, um, hypothetically, quote unquote. And the lowest point in my life, which would be like fucked up, like a rock star, in the same sequence. And so that's what that was talking about that mental health struggle. So what is talking about like I have all these things. Like so what? I'm broken. Um, and my heart's frozen. You know, like all my words are choking. Like all these things could go wrong, but so what? You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna go out and do my own thing. I'm gonna go out and, and rock out. And you know that it's very obvious in the music video, uh, which I, I would encourage everyone to watch, and hopefully you can watch it as well. Um, it, 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 it clearly lays that out for people that, you know, like, things are going to go wrong. But when things go wrong, I think it gives everyone a very good opportunity to figure out who they are as a person. And that's, that's what happens. And so all these things go wrong, and then I go up and I just rock out because that's what I think and I know I'm meant to do for people. And so whatever that is for anyone, that's kind of the, the layout and kind of instruction manual I would give to anyone. And so that's, that's the coolest part, dude. That's the, the best part about music is how much, how real it is. You know what I mean? Like, obviously there's a lot of artists that, you know, can rap about like getting money, you know, like doing drugs and all this stuff, um, which is like great for them, I guess. But that, that all goes away. You know what I mean? It, it just does. I don't care what anyone says. It goes away. And, and it's not longevity. With longevity, is talking about real life issues, talking about stuff that we've all been through to bring us all together as one family. Um, I like my song, this is how powerful like it, it, it meant for me, was I know that I can make a song right here in Studio City, California, and there's people all the way in you know, Germany or Russia or, or you know, any, any country in Asia, and they can feel the exact same thing I, I went through. You know what I mean? That's so powerful to me. And that's really what I'm searching after. And that, that's, that's, that's the best part. And I love it so much. Well, it's interesting. When you put yourself out there like this, when you think about, you know, putting this kind of music out there and this kind of openness and talking about your mental health and wanting to die and all this, are there artists that you think about or that you admire for, you know, you mentioned Juice World being a hero, but are there particular songs or artists that you think of, like, or that became reference points when you think of, you know, putting themselves out there? Because look, I mean, the reality is, and it's funny because you talk about the importance of rocking out, you know, there is, not everyone is comfortable or has the ability to put themselves out there in such a vulnerable way musically. And especially in the rock world sometimes, 
you know, it can be different. Like, it's funny. There's a, a song from Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. And I remember interviewing him. There's, he's got the song Heard a Long Time off his first solo album, Boggy Depot. And I remember talking to him about that. And I was thinking, and I asked him about the fact that it felt like such a personal song. And he just kind of smiled. And he's like, you've got a really good ear. He's talking about the fact that it was about his grandmother dying. And I mean, but you could tell just talking about that made him a little uncomfortable. So are there people yeah. that you look at who are role models for being able to put themselves out there and being vulnerable and all that? No, absolutely. Um, and getting to the point that you said, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it's so true. And that's kind of my goal, and not my goal, me and Travis' goal, um, with this new, kind of new age rock music, is that I acknowledge that rock is hard for people to listen to sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's very aggressive at some point. Um, and so what we're trying to do is kind of almost create our own genre um, uh, like on So What, if you, like when you hear it or if you've heard it already. Um, and it, we use drop choruses, one, up until the, the last chorus. And then two, uh, we, we are bringing like this trap bass and a hi-hat to make it just easier for people to listen to, you know, make it more comfortable for them. Um, really using specific melodic flows and doing all that. So that, that's one like kind of the goal that we, we're really trying to harp on. Um, to kind of master and perfect in our own way. And then two, to the question about the artist, um, I'm sure you know, but I don't know if you do. Have you heard of Push Baby? No, actually, I don't think I have. Okay, so Push Baby, they were like this one-hit wonder group, right? And uh, they have this song, or, or the lead singer has a song called Thor. Um, you should listen to it. It's my favorite song of all time. And um, it was just funny because obviously Juice was my favorite artist, but this song just hits so deep because like I'm, I'm skinny like I'm, I was really tiny growing up like right now I don't know I'm like 5'11 6 foot but I'm still skinny and uh this song talks about like uh when he looks like Thor surely he's the one you really want because like you deserve so much more um and that was just something I struggled with like growing up and something kind of like so simple um really just hit me deep you know what I mean like uh, everyone struggles with insecurities and when I heard that song for the first time, it almost like brought me to tears because I was like, holy crap, like I'm not the only person that feels like this. You know what I mean? Like there's other people that, you know, look at the girls that or people that they really uh, think they're supposed to be with. And, you know, they feel like they'll never get to that point because of how they look or, or how they act because they're like softer in some points and, and not this like big burly man. Like that just resonated so deep um, inside my heart. And so I... I one, so much respect to them, so much respect for him uh, to put that out. And, you know, there's just so many different like, artists. Like, I love Justin Bieber. He's actually the reason I started singing when I was a kid. I saw Never Say Never. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to do that. Like, I had, like, the blonde, like blondish, like, flowy hair. And I was like, oh, I can do that. I was like, after I saw his movie. So uh, shout out Justin for, you know, encouraging me to sing. Uh, but, you know, just little things like that. I mean, there's so many people that, you know, inconspicuously see artists and they just impact them for the rest of their life. Like, I didn't realize that Justin was the reason I started singing until people started asking me about it like a year ago. You know what I mean? Like, but it definitely was. Like, I even talked to my family. We made like a short little video after the movie of me like singing one of his songs. And then my family pulled out of, like, the VHS tapes and, like, showed me. And it just shows how impactful um, this platform I have is and how impactful music is in general. That's such a beautiful thing to me. And I really 
take it responsibly and I really take it uh, with care because I know how powerful it is. Well, you know, part of what's interesting about that is that for you, do you then like, so when you put so much of yourself out there, you know, one of the cool things is, is that, you know, you create a deep bond and I've talked about this with so many artists, right? Like, it's yeah. interesting. I mean, you know, gold records, platinum records, number ones, fucking billion streams, you know, Grammys, all that shit is cool. But, you know, it doesn't mean the same as when you either get respect from your peers, like a Travis, or when it creates a really deep connection with someone. And the thing is, when the more you put yourself out there in your music, the more you have that connection. So have there been stories you've already heard from people, you know, that have moved you or that, you know, like you say, where it had similar effect to you hearing, you know, the, the, you know, the, you said the name of the song was Thor, right? Yes, Thor. Yeah. So when you hear Thor or when you watch Justin Bieber or when you saw Juice World, you know, like it's such a trip when you then have people who turn around and have the same, you know, sort of response to your music that you've had to other people. Absolutely. And, and, and that's really kind of a big part of why I've kept going because one, like I just see so many responses on like one YouTube videos and two like Twitter, like people talking about you, like what, cause I, I talk about how much juice means to me on Twitter a lot and they'll respond back with like, you know, how you feel about juice for is how I feel about you. Like your songs have helped me in a way that I never thought they could. Like you're and, and just so many different variables, you know? And one personally in my own life, I, ha I have a friend that was going through a really bad drug addiction um, and I got to kind of like one, help them hand to hand, um, personally with that, you know, just be there for him and talk to me. And that's why we're such best friends now is because, um, no one else would really take the time to do that. You know what I mean? But, but I've been in such a low point like that in my life that I know that it takes someone who genuinely cares. And so I genuinely just cared about him and I saw the potential that he had. And so I, I just took the time out because I just loved him as a person. And then also I got to like, give him some songs that are unreleased that are really, really deep, that are like, are kind of almost like a, like really uncut, not finished, like breaking in my voice and crying type of stuff. Um, and I got to send that to him. And when he was going through like withdrawals, he would just listen to it. And he told me, like, I didn't even realize, I just sent it to him because I was like, he, he asked me if I had any music. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And then weeks later he tells me like, dude, this literally like brought me out of such a hard time, like physically. And it made me cry, like, when we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it just means so much to me that what I want, like, what I'm preaching right now isn't just words. You know what I mean? It actually is working in real life. And that, that's all that matters to me. Like, genuinely. I don't care if it's one person, like it was for my, my boy, or if it's millions of people. You know what I mean? I just know that whoever needs it, needs it. And whoever, like, receives it, receives it for a reason. And that's just my goal, dude. Cool. So what's timeline for more music? So the new track comes out tomorrow. Is it tomorrow or Thursday? Yes. So it comes out Thursday, quote unquote, but you know how like timing and everything works. So the, yeah. it'll drop at 9 p.m. PST and then 12 a.m. EST um, with the music video. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, and then we have Prey probably within the next two weeks after that. And then after that, I think we have one more single and then we're looking at an EP drop, which is going to be so dope. Nice. So what's the timeline for that? Probably like September, October area. Okay. Um, for, for the EP, you know, me and Travis have been in the studio cooking up a bunch of different stuff, and he's really good at just putting everything together and deciding 
uh, what should go where, how we should release it, you know, all these different things. But, you know, kind of the direction we've been going with me has just been different than anything I've seen, really, anything he's seen. We talk about it all the time. So we're, we're, we're going to mix it up a little bit, not be like the normal artist. We're going we're gonna to do a couple different things that's going to be really cool. Um, so, yeah, definitely. So what comes out tomorrow um, at night or Thursday, quote, unquote, and then we have Prey within two weeks or three weeks after that. Then we might have another single that goes into the EP around September, October, um, but definitely coming around that time. Awesome. Last question, but, I mean, it's funny because, you know, with you know, it's such an interesting thing now. Like, I'm old school enough. I still like to listen to music all the way through. Like I like to listen to complete works, but obviously yeah. people want stuff piecemeal now, whatever. So it's interesting. Do you feel like angels and demons are so what are indicative of other stuff you're doing of other music that's coming out? Or is it going to be, you know, like those are two tracks and everything else will have different, you know, because again, to me, like I want to hear, like, it's funny, right? I introduced a, a friend of mine to a manager who does like iron and wine and, yes. you know, Glenn Hanser from the frames and what he said was interesting because I had just heard this one song and I was like, this is the dopest fucking song. And he was like, he's like, to me, I need to hear three songs to know if I really want to hear more or not. And that makes sense yeah. because he and I are old school as opposed to, you know, now everybody's like, I want to hear a single. And, you know, they have the attention span of fucking I can't wear a mask for 30 seconds because, you know, I might yeah. not be able to pop my fucking bubble gum or whatever the fuck is wrong with people today. I don't know. But yeah, no, <laughs> but you know, so so you know, do you feel like you know when the EP comes out, it's in, it's more of a complete body of work, or is it indic like are these songs indicative of the whole work? So you know, I think we're definitely going to have them on you know the EP for sure, just for um, congruency's sake. I think people really enjoy them, so we're going to give that to them. But you know, if you look at the sequence of songs, comatose, really active rock. Um, did that on purpose because I wanted people to see me as a rock artist. And, you know, I, I didn't want to be. Because um, I'm definitely going to branch out into a, a bunch of different styles of music, but I am a rock artist. Like that's who I am. That's what I want to be. Um, so we have the active rock song coming to us. Then we have Angels and Demons, which is really a lot more melodic in the chorus. So it's pop rock for sure. And then this third song, So What, is kind of the punk rock era uh, with a little bit of like 2020 feel. So we laid those out um, with a purpose. From now on, though. Um, you, the next song after that phrase is nothing like anything. It's, I'll even give you a hint. It's, it's completely acoustic guitar, um, and, and it, it really hits. It's uh, kind of an allusion to X-Vibes for sure, like major X-Vibes, um, ripped to the legend. But uh, And then after that, the EP-type era was definitely going to be something different than anyone's heard before. Because I want to showcase, you know what I mean? Like I want to showcase um, what I have in my bag, what Travis is able to do with me, um, so yeah, I'm glad that people have enjoyed the music so far, but it's just going to get, we're just trying to beat each song. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what me and Travis's goal. Like, it doesn't matter if it's an EP on each EP song, like we want to just beat each one. Every time we make one, we just want to beat the next one. So it's going to be really fun. Cool. Anything you want to add? I did not ask you about. Um, no, I just hope, dude, I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope everyone listening, uh, just really enjoys like the whole journey because, you know, I'm, I'm just. I'm just so excited, dude, genuinely. Like, I'm so grateful just to be a part of this process. And uh, I, I really don't even know how to thank people uh, in any other way except making more great music, hopefully. So I thank you all. I thank you, man, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting, though, because, again, now, you know, I have a different perspective, obviously, you know, being friends or knowing Travis for so long. But it's funny, now that we've talked, I totally get it. Like, you know, again, 
because one of the things that he and I have talked about, like it's funny because, you know, obviously he's done a ton of shit with MGK, who I'm sure you know. I've hung out with, with Kells many, many, many times. Uh, some very memorable moments. And, you know, so, but it's interesting because again, you know, I, you know, with Travis, you know, I've talked, like, he's like, I just want to work with friends. He's like, that's it. So, you know, I'm not surprised that you have such a great attitude about it because, you know, that's one of the things I appreciate. You know, I've talked about this is like, dude, you know, when you've done this for a long time, it's really about being around people you like versus, you know, anything else. Yeah. I'm not in this for the numbers, you know. Luckily, like, that comes with Travis just because he's a legend. But I, that, that's, like, the point that I was trying to make before. So he's just he's just a homie, but he's just, like, a very professional homie. You know what I mean? Like, he knows what he's doing, but he's just such a great homie. And also, to kind of the Kel's point, uh, you might be seeing him in the very near future in a little tidbit of things. I'll give a little sneak peek of that. So. Interesting. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm sure, yeah, it's funny because that's one thing about Travis too is like, you know, when you do it, I mean, it like it creates this whole sort of crew. You know, like I've actually, yeah. I had a blast fucking hanging out with Youngblood too. Oh, uh, we love, dude, Dom is literally an animal. He's so dope. He's so fantastic. <laughs> he's so crazy. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a wild man. He's so dope. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's also, that's another point too. It's just interesting is, you know, because again, so right, Travis is like, he's like a mentor, big brother type. You know, but I'm sure it's also nice to be around musicians who are coming up in the same place as you. Oh, my gosh. It's literally, like, you have to understand, like, for me, you know, I, I at this point and, and for everything, I, I can definitely keep myself composed. Like, I'm not, like, a, you know, I, I don't really look at people like that, but the fact that I get to work with these <laughs> insane artists and even just be around them is, like, what? Like, I kind of hold myself back, like, do I deserve this? Uh, but then Travis is like, yes, let's just go. And I'm like, okay, let's just do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just so grateful, dude. It's just been awesome. And they're, they're all they're all just like so dope people, like such dope people. Anyone that's around Travis, and I'll let everybody know this, anyone that's around Travis is probably one of the dopest people we ever meet because Travis is just a real-ass homie, and he's only around real-ass people. So it's it's been awesome. Nice. So have you gotten to hang out with Eminem yet? Eminem, no, I have not. <laughs> That'd be dope. That'd be dope. I probably will one day. Like, the first time we went in the studio uh, with Travis, like, the first time I went in there with him, I was like, yo, what'd you do today? And he was like, oh, I just went to Stevie Wonder's house this morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, same. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just crazy things. So I bet there's a lot of stuff coming up in the future, which I'm definitely ready for. All right, last question, I'll let you go. But who would be the one person? Because you know what? thing is, like, Travis and I have talked about this. I know, for me, I've, I've interviewed everyone. I've interviewed Stevie numerous times. Every, it doesn't matter. There's still people you geek out on. You never should lose your sense of fandom, even if you're trying Absolutely. to keep yourself composed. So who's the one person that you would totally geek out meeting? Justin Bieber. Really? Like, like, like you have no idea. Like, I love that guy so much. <laughs> like, I love him. Like, I was serious. Um, Justin Bieber and Juice were, were, like, the two people. Like, sad, like, sadly, obviously, Juice passed. But um, up until that point, like, I mean, even... Now, so, like, those were the two people I definitely would have just, like, freaked out if I met because, like, oh, my gosh, those are the two biggest influences in music I have, you know what I mean? Like, genuinely started singing because of Justin and genuinely started making music because Juice World. So, definitely Justin Bieber. Love that guy. I did. Well, when that happens then, because I'm sure it'll happen sooner rather than later, you need to film the shit a la Billie Eilish, you know? Yeah, that has. That has. For real, that's fantastic. I'm so excited. Cool. All right, dude. Good talking with you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve. Have a great day, dude. Thanks a lot. You too. 
Hey, this is Steve Balton. You have been listening to My Turning Point with special guest Jared. Again, thank him so much for his openness, his honesty, and such a great interview. Thanks. afraid of using my voice because I was afraid to accept that I had lung cancer. But if we want to have the best care, we need to talk. We need to ask. And we need to be assertive. Speaking up doesn't need to be daunting. Consider gathering additional information from credible patient organizations, preparing questions you want to ask your doctor, taking notes at your next appointment, and asking about biomarker testing. Steps like these can potentially lead to care that is more focused on your needs. We have to be assertive, even though it's hard when you are fighting for your life. Visit bit.ly slash soundup for lung cancer for links to resources and to learn more about SoundUp, a patient-inspired, community-led campaign supported by Novartis to empower people affected by lung cancer. It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.